Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. Remember, all the shows here on My Talk 1071.1 is podcasts. So wherever you get your podcasts, please listen to us wherever you go. And you can get a lot of my, uh, my past shows. So please uh, do that and then share it with people. That'll be great. What do you, oh, wait a minute. What happened to the mouse when it fell into the bathtub? Um, think about it. Think about it. It came out squeaky clean. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Giving you that one. That was good. You know what? Uh, Today today is March 23rd. And guess what arrived? No, it's the 24th today. 24th, that's right. Yes. 23rd is yesterday. (laughs) But guess what arrived today on the 24th? Yeah, the 24th. Uh, The the loudest bird that every year you hear me talk about. Second to the loudest. The Sandhill Cranes made their their squawking appearance (laughs) today. So I was out there and I'm like, oh, Lord, they're back. (laughs) The airwaves will never be the same. On on March 18, the first honkers showed up, you know, where I live. Yeah. I call them the scouts. You know, there's one or two that come flying through. Yeah. Okay, and now this morning, along with the sandhill cranes, apparently the flocks of honkers are back. So <laughs> we're becoming very springy and very loud yes. up, at the, up at the farm. So uh, but, but we'll manage, we'll manage. Well, at least that's a sign that warmer weather's on oh, its definitely. way, Oh, right? definitely. And you when know? I was at uh, Joel Marion's 100th birthday party yeah. up at the American Legion yeah. in Hugo, uh, there was two trees out there. I think they're cherry trees. Yeah. And each one had about 10 robins in it. I oh, mean, it was like a tree fun. full of two trees full of robins. Oh, cool. It was like I had heard my first robin a week ago. Yeah. I didn't see him. I heard him. Yeah. And then, but now today I'm like, those are all robins in those trees. It's like, wow. <laughs> so apparently they're, they're back. That's very fun. Let's hope we can keep them. Okay. Who's up? All right. We're going to talk to Lynn. Lynn has a question about her cat that is peeing on the floor. All right. Hi, Lynn. How you doing? Good. Uh, my cat is just keeps peeing on our carpet, and he won't stop. We've tried doing all the, putting all of the spray on there that says it will make it stop peeing on the carpet, but nothing seems to work. Okay, how old is your cat? Uh, we have one is thirteen and one is two, and they're both doing it. Okay, and then uh, what kind of, how many litter boxes do you have? Three. Oh, good, and then same room, or do you, are they in different rooms? We put one upstairs to see if they'd go in that, but that didn't seem to work, and then two were downstairs. Okay, good for you. And then now what's in the litter box? Is it the perfumey, smelly stuff, or is it of no smell, no scent whatsoever? No scent. No scent. Well, I'm proud of you. Okay, now what uh, what food do you feed? Uh, we feed them blue. Blue? Okay. Just dry food or any canned food? Dry food. Okay. Do you, now, do you know who, the, who, have you seen anybody do it or you're not sure who's doing this? We're not quite sure which cat is doing it. All right. My guess is the 13-year-old that he might, how long has it been going on? Uh, since we got the new cat. Yeah, stress. Right. Yes, my guess is the older cat, and he could also be dealing with if you've had the thirteen-year-old on dry food all the time, he could have some crystals in his urine, and so that would cause uh, some pain when he goes potty. And so, what would happen? Oh, are you there? Yeah. All right. So, what could happen is that usually when cats are peeing outside of the litter box, a couple things happen. Number one, 
Uh, there's only one litter box for a different, it should be one litter box per cat with an extra one and they should be in different rooms because litter box are territory. Some dog, or some cats will guard that doorway and not let them get into that three litter box, but you're doing that right. And then scented litter, a lot of times that drives cats up a tree and they, they want a no smell to where they go potty. And then another thing is the food, when they've been on dry for too long, you can cause crystals in the urine. And so then what happens is when they go potty, they, uh, it, it hurts. And so then they start trying to pee other places. And then what happens is that, uh, now is she, um, now what are you, what are you cleaning it up with when they go? Uh, this pet cleaner makes the smell go away and it cleans up the mess. Okay. Cause the best stuff on the market is anti-icky poo. It's more expensive, but there's a reason because it's good. Anti-icky poo. As in some places, if it's carpet, if they've been going there for quite a bit, you need to take a needle and inject it into the kit, uh, into the carpet so that it gets through the carpet, through the pad, to the floor. And then also what sometimes it will help is by Moody, if they seem to have one area there, to put the litter box there so that then they will potty it in the litter and then eventually work the litter box back to where you want. But you, you might want to try... Um, if it was my cat, I would. Now, how is the thirteen-year-old? Does he seem like in good, good spirits, playful? In, in, no, not really. She is really rude. To she only likes the people in the house. Okay. She only sleeps on one place. Right. And she doesn't move a lot. She, yeah. Okay. I guess I, what I would do, I, I want to rule on the side that it's not a behavior problem. I think it's a twofold. I think it, there might be something like maybe she's got diabetes and that's why she's peeing a lot and not going in the litter box. She could have crystals. That could be why. Um, uh, also, to its attitude, uh, you said it started when the other one came in. Yeah, if she's that kind of a standoffish cat. Was she that standoffish before you got the other cat? Well, we had a cat before that and... She didn't really like him, but okay. after he died, we put the, she like knew that we feel like she knew that he was gone because when we put the box that had his name on in front of him, she licked the box and okay. sat there next to him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but the thing is, is that even though it seems like some cats don't like each other, they learn to tolerate each other. You know, cats yeah. are cats are independent. They they don't like to share their space. They're territorial. Unlike dogs, like to be a are a pack animal. Cats, truth be told, would like, and especially female cats, would be more independent and just by themselves. Well, they'll tolerate some situations. But so I guess it, I if it's totally up to yourself. I don't know what your funding is, but I, what I would do is I take her to the vet to do rule out diabetes or any kind of uh, urinary problems. All right, then you know okay. it's, then you know it's totally behavioral. And then you're going to start working on the behavior, or whereas, like I say, put a litter box where she seems to be peeing the most. And then I would change the food because I'm assuming they're totally indoor cats. I would change them to a good grain-free canned food and get rid of the uh, the dry. And I, that will make their coat better, happier, just less doo-doos, just everything. Nutrisource has got seven grain-free with no chicken in it. That really helps a lot of cats up and having trouble. All right. So that's okay, that's what you. that's what I'd I'd give a shot to. All right. Thank you. It sounds you, great. Thank you for your help. You bet, you kiddo. Take care. Bye bye.
Yeah, because cats, like I say, cats are not pack. They are very independent. They don't like groups, especially the females. They don't like sharing their space. And, you know, the stress of getting another cat, even though they're thinking, well, that cat is misses the other one. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't mean it was ready to have another one in the house. So that stress can trigger the, the cat to go potty, uh, you know, potty around because they're ticked. But I, like I said, a 13 year old cat being fry, fed dry food the whole time, I would definitely take to the vet to rule out any health issues. Now we know we just got a behavioral issue and then we're going to work with that. All right. All right. Where we're at there, ma'am. Um, we can start with this next one. All right, let's do that. Then. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Greg. Greg has um, three or well, I guess technically four Sharpays, oh but three of them are puppies and the puppies are beating up on the what he calls the grandma. The grandma? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hi, Greg. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. Okay, so how yeah. old are the pups? Uh, the pups are... 12 weeks. 12 weeks, and okay. we're, we're in the process of finding homes for them. All right. Um, but the problem is we also have an older dog who um, she's going to be 12. All right. And she's been a good, wonderful dog, and she's in her older years. But they have decided she is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And they all stand around her and bark at her and just make her life miserable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what do we do? Well, you're the, the one that decided to have a litter of pups. <laughs> and so what, what you've got to do is you've got to be the guardian for that older dog. Whereas yeah. you don't put her in a situation because the pups, even if it was... Any other dog in the house, not just that dog. Puppies are notorious for hanging off legs, tails, ears of any other existing dog. All right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why they're obnoxious. So you want to keep the obnoxious crew together with themselves and don't give them access to the existing dog, the other dog. Okay. Yeah, the we're, grandma. Trying, we're trying to do that. Yeah. And so that's what you just got to do is, is gate them off. So that she could be on one side, he they could be on the other. You got to help protect the uh, the older gals' face and space because that's just the yeah. way. That's what puppies do is they they antagonize the crap out of any other dog that's out there other than a, another puppy. Yeah, they're notorious and they just gang up. Oh yeah, you bet you. And then those stupid needle teeth. You know that poor twelve year old dog. I mean, I could just see her, the anguish in her eyes going, "Make them go away." Well, <laughs> And she's been wonderful. We don't want her to be miserable in her older years. Right. And so then, see, a lot of people are in the mindset where the when the older dog has had enough, they'll take out, the you know, let the pup know. It should never get to that point. A dog should not have to put up a crud, you know, that they get they lose their cool. And, and But it's in it's an unspoken word in, the an, word in the animal world that you take care of the young'uns, which means five months and under, that you can growl at them, you can snap at them, but you don't literally go after them. All right. And unfortunately, animosity can be built by people not protecting the older dog. And then when that pup gets to be about six, seven months, that the the animosity has been built. And all of a sudden that uh, the adult dog is going to take out that puppy because he put up with their crap long enough. (laughs) All right. I have one more. Okay, you got to hold on to hold on. Yeah, hold on to that thought. I got to run to I got to run to break. So hold on. and We'll take you when we get back. All right. For sure. Okay, don't hang up. Okay, how do birds get it re- ready to work out? How do birds get ready to work out? All right, we're bopping our heads here. Thanks for tuning into the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6, answering your canine questions and occasional feline questions. If you got questions, you can uh, email me. Go through mytalk1071.com. Remember, all the shows, my show, and all your shows here on 
My Talk, our podcast. And if you go through our podcast, you can win prizes through the FM 107 or you, wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts away. I have no idea what podcast is. Someday I will learn this. All right, let's go back to Greg. <laughs> it's all good. No worries. Yeah, good. Greg, okay, are you Greg. there? Hello. Oh, yeah. There you go. So what other uh, question did you have for us? Um, another behavior for the puppies are just having right now. Um, we've treated them for flea and tick, but they, uh, they're shaking their heads violently. And I'm wondering if that's an ear problem. Okay, if they're shaking their heads, 10 to 1 they might have ear mites. No, look inside. Oh. Yeah, look inside. And then rub their ears, you know, just a little bit. And if all of a sudden they try to itch their ears and start flopping, then my guess they got ear mites. All right. Uh, what do we do to take care of that? There's ear mite. Uh, well, some people, what they've used, uh, you can use, believe it or not, extra virgin coconut oil works. Put a little bit on a Q-tip. Don't put it down in their ear. Just put it just around, the, you know, like where the channel is or the canal is. And just put a little bit, of, you know, around it. And then that, as it warms up, it'll seep down. Uh, some people okay. put a mineral oil on a Q-tip. And then there again, don't dig in the ears. It's just, you know, towards the top of the, you know, channel there. Sure, sure. And there is, uh, the vets do carry, or there are some uh, uh, medicines out there that you put once a week for three weeks. But usually what that all it is is mineral oil with a little bit of stuff in it. So, uh, so okay. yeah, so they, but, if they're, but, but if they're shaking their head, uh, then put, like I say, rub their ears a little bit. And if they start digging at it with their, la- you know, with their paws and start flopping their heads, then it sounds like they'll probably be ear mites. Or if you smell the ears, it could be yeast infections. If they smell okay. really bad, then it's a yeast uh, overload. And then what you want to do is give them some apple cider vinegar. Organic apple cider vinegar will cut down the yeast population. And so uh, that will heal it up. Okay, you put that in their ear? No, you give that to them. You know, like mix uh, it with no, yogurt okay. or pumpkin okay. or whatever type of thing. No, don't put the or, or don't put the apple cider vinegar in their ear. You just give it to them to their to their system. All right. And okay, for a puppy, good. you might want to give them a teaspoon. You know, once a week or once a day, a teaspoon once a day. Okay, that's great. Okay, so give that a shot and good luck. Thank you. You betcha. Have a grand day. Bye bye. Hey, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. All right. Oh, I forgot to give the trivia question or the answer to the thing. Uh, what Did I give one? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. How do birds get ready to wor- work out? How do birds get ready to work out? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Something with a worm? Close. They do their worm Ups. Worm ups, okay. Not All right. warm ups, worm. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's how yeah. birds get ready for their I like workouts. It. I like it. I like it. Okay. There we go. Now, you had a question earlier. Somebody gave us a question. Yes. And what was that? Um, so, this gentleman. Well, why don't you get the phone call? Then well, I'll, I, I oh, can. Okay. I'll, I'll get it. Okay. I'll get it after this. Okay. That way you can address it okay. while I'm taking the call. Okay. Um, so, a gentleman called and he has a 10 year old lab, male lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just very upset because um, this dog ended up passing away due to nasal cancer mm-hmm. that ended up taking over the whole nasal cavity and then going into the brain. Mm-hmm. And he was just very concerned because he did his research and apparently it's only 1% of dogs get this. And he's wondering if there was something that should have been addressed in this animal or if he did something wrong and was ignoring something or if there's a sign that 
nasal cancer, uh, you know, if there's mm-hmm. a sign that you can tell that nasal cancer is coming or something uh, like that, because right. he was telling me that, you know, he's switching up the proteins, giving fish oil, doing yeah. all of that okay. fun jazz. And okay. so I was like, well, well, we'll see Good. what we'll see what Katie has to say about it. All right. Nose cancer, nasal cancer. A uh, couple of thoughts on this. Number one. If you use chemicals, you know, around your yard, uh, your dog inhales that, that could be a possibility of, of getting into the nasal and causing some cancers. But the bigger thing is, is that we don't know. None of us know that. Why do some people get breast cancer? Why do some get mouth cancer? Why do some get brain cancer? We don't know. It's just, it's kind of the luck of the draw, bad luck of the draw. So that's why, you know, as long as you were doing a good, you know, feeding program, you know, you gave them good supplements. And then, but there, the big thing is, I don't remember folks, I don't put any chemicals on or in my dogs that I will not put on or in myself. My lawn looks like yellow poppy fields when the dandelions start coming out because I use no, no, uh, you know, uh, chemicals on my lawn, but there is a natural way to do this. And it, it takes a while though. You can use corn gluten meal and spread it on because what it does is it sterilizes the seeds so they can't reseed, you know, like in your gardens and such like that. It's also is a fertilizer. So it also fertilizes at the same time. But the big thing is, is it keeps it seeds from re from regerminating. Now, in the if you want to do that on the lawn, unfortunately, you've got to dig up the the, the re- original plant of the dandelion. But uh, because once it, and then like if you if you don't get rid of the original plant, you always have the original plant. But if you the if you uh, when the plant when the dandelions go to seed, you know those puffy things, and then they they fly away. If you've been putting corn gluten meal on your lawn, those will not reseed. All right, they so you won't be adding to your population. As far as how much of corn gluten meal you uh, you know per whatever your lawn is, uh, you could go online figure that out. Uh, you can call Steve up at the Hugo Feed Mill. He can tell you what the percentage of corn gluten corn gluten meal to go on your your area. But there's so many natural ways, and and, and I think you were listening. There's uh, linseth.org that's advertising on the on the show here. Lin or Lunset, sorry about Lun L U N D S E th.org i believe it is but anyway so there's there's a lot more organic ways to do things because you know a, a dog that especially is a huge smeller and if like i say if he's smelling like you know the you know the the chemical people that come around and spray lawns maybe yours doesn't but maybe you go to the park maybe you do this that's the only natural that could and uh, you know way that i would feel a dog would get nasal but you know anything is possible also to uh what you could do different well, like I say, it's a un- unlucky of the draw that happens. And then how would you notice it? Sometimes a lot of dogs that sneeze, not the back sneeze, where it's like they're kind of choking, but it just the achui, and then they kind of shoot their, you know, shake their, shoot, shake their head. And the achui, if they seem to be sneezing a lot, you know, and not like 10 times thousands a day, but let's say four times a day or, you know, but, you know, where dogs aren't supposed to sneeze. So then you might want to have their nasal checked out because there's a reason something's irritating just like when you smell pepper and you automatically start sneezing when something irritates the nose cavity all right you're gonna sneeze so if you have a sneezing dog not the back sneeze where it sounds like a you know like a pig okay what you 
did you like my pig adventure? But anyway, it was very good. Was, I liked Thank it. You. it put but a smile is, is on my it face. true? Is it true? A chew word, and then you can see them, you know, shake their head afterwards. So then you might want to say, "Hey, what's up?" And then have it checked out and just see if there's anything in there. So you know, if as long as you can, you know, know that you've done the best, you fed them a good food, you you did supplements, you know, there it just. But it, yeah, nose cancer, just like mouth cancer. I had a girlfriend; they had a black lab that was tan. They got on the roof of the mouth got mouth cancer and it's like holy buckets that's that's crazy why the dog was in perfectly good health other than then he couldn't eat and you know they eventually had to put him down which reminds me this is the time of year that people that own horses you are warming your horses you are warming with usually with ivermectin or any of that stuff please uh don't let your dogs eat horse doo-doos for at least a week after or uh that that you paste warm or however you warm your horses because that can you can kill your dog with that or if they're eating the horse doo-doo after you use like ivermectin or some of the warmers out there so please pay attention keep the dogs out of that and out of the the doo-doos for at least a week to two weeks and obviously between rains would even be better the more it rains then that you know what do you call it you know diversifies you know liquidates it <laughs> so then it's less likely that it'll be toxin to your dog because I had a girlfriend that that happened that the dog wound up in the ER because they they put two and two together and realized the dog ate uh, uh, horse doodos that were just freshly dewormed horses right so spring has got a lot of fun things okay who's up next all right, we can start with Barb, and Barb has a question about a new rescue that she has that's growling at her next-door neighbor's older dog. All right. Hi there, Barb. Hi, Katie. Well, it's actually my dog that I have a 14-and-a-half-year-old 14 um, dog, Terrier, and then um, I had 14 teeth removed last October. I had called you about that. We went to Dr. Urban. Oh, yeah? She- Yep, and then she said go to um, Blue Pearl because of his age, and right. oh my gosh, best thing I ever did. We were so nervous. Oh, good. But he had 14 teeth removed, and it's been great. So oh, good. we have him, then we have um, Winnie, and she's a little Shih Tzu Border Terrier mix, and she's um, four, and then the new one is Oliver, and he's a Border Terrier Schnauzer mix, and and it's going great, and he's super smart. I've had him three weeks, and he likes my female Winnie, and they get along fine. But when my older dog walks by him or anything, he just stiffens, and I have to really watch, and I do. I'm very diligent, and I say, you know, be nice. Good. And and he then he's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and at night, Oliver sleeps in his kennel, and if um, Rascal, my older one, walks up and sniffs the kennel while he's in there, he growls. So mm-hmm. I have a blanket over the kennel now just to kind of stop Good. that. Okay. And I keep him on a leash in the house because um, of the marking. Because mm-hmm. he'll, he, he hasn't done it now for three weeks because I'm just Good. freaked about just it. staying on top <laughs> of it. That's good for you. I, I, I listen to you, Kate. Thank so, you. And so... <laughs> Um, so he's doing really well with that. And we just, today we started, um, so some, an obedience class. So okay. that's good. Good. But I'm, tr- I want to know how to, what, why does he, I don't know why he keeps growling at the older one. Okay. Let's talk about that. We got to run the break. So we'll talk about that when okay. we get back. All right. So don't hang up. 
Why does a frog say, what does a frog say when he watches windows? What does a frog say when he washes windows? Appreciate you spending your Saturday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon with me from four to six. I'm here, been here for, uh, this is the 17th year, I believe. Uh, that in June will be 17 years that uh, FM 107 have been uh, up and going. I started in August and Lori and Julia and Ian and Marjorie started in June. That's when the station came up. So in 17 years, who would have thunked it? Hey, what does a frog say when he washes windows? Uh, I, I, I got nothing. Rub it. Rub it. Rub, rub it. Rub it. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense now. I was rub like. It. Ah, I there got go. nothing. Rub it, rub it. Ah, uh, there we go. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's what I was doing, washing all my windows in the trucks. Uh, wax on, wax off, wax on. It's like wax. the Karate Kid. Yep. No, I didn't yeah. do waxing. I didn't. I haven't. It's been a long time since I self waxed a car. Oh, boy, when you do I've it by yourself, it. oh man, I'll tell you the beads you get on that is phenomenal. None of that wax that you get like when you go through the car wash yeah. that's just a spit boy when you do that beads it's like your truck doesn't even get wet it just rolls right off but it's a lot of time to do hand wax yeah car, so okay let's go back to barb uh, barb you there i'm here okay so now why you ask well a couple of things here number one is that your new one is oliver correct yeah. Okay. Uh, is that he thinks he's Joe Cool, and he is picking up vibes from your fourteen and a half year old that, you know, she's cool or he's cool, and and he, and what? He the he, old one is he? Yeah. And so he's picking up the vibes that okay, this is his. You know, the older ones pack, and then Oliver's kind of like, yeah, not for much longer. <laughs> you oh, know, boy. whereas it's kind of a run for the hierarchy, you know, type thing. And so, and my guess is what, what the, the Winnie, the, you know, the female, she has the personality that she really don't care about who's number one and who's number two. It's just kind of like, let's play and have fun. And, that's and, correct. Yep. And so that's why that, 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 the, the, the dissension amongst where Oliver wants to kind of take over the leadership of the, the 14 and a half year old. So that's why there's an undertow. And it, yeah, they, like you said, you saw when he was stiffening, that's yeah. like, he's getting ready. Like you look at me wrong and I am so on top of you. <laughs> I know. And so you can, there's that book, uh, Canine Body Language by Aloff, yeah. and that will help you re- learn to read both what they're saying to each other so that you can do it. Just stay calm. You know, just like you did earlier, that was excellent. Ah, 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 be nice, be nice. Because, they're bo- you know, the, the, uh, Oliver's on edge. And so if you would yeah. come in like a Thunderbolt, like, bad dog, shaman, you're just going to make, you're going to tighten that spring, and eventually it'll just blow. But by telling him, hey, 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 be nice, be ah, 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 be nice. So good things happen when that dog's around, not just all this bad negativity. Okay. All right. And so then if you don't have time to watch him, then either Oliver's in his kennel or the 14-year-old is outside or in a another room you know so that okay. you know Winnie and Oliver can play but the, the, the older one doesn't get you know caught up in the mix yep. and so that's what you just got to do is kind of play and then hopefully they will you know if you if you can try to have good things like take them for a walk one on one side one on the other side so they do good things together so hopefully okay. Oliver will leave the you know not take that run for leadership Okay. You know, and whereas they learn to kind of be a little bit more of a buddy. You haven't had him that long. So he's trying to figure out where he is, you know, where number one, number two, you know, in the pack between the dog thing is trying to get settled out. And then he'll start worrying about the human part of the pack. Okay. Okay, so do good things together with the. Yes, do good. Yeah, so you know, like keep uh, because Oliver is a more relaxed. You know, the fourteen year old hasn't growled at him. Correct. Never. All right. So, then, never. so, okay. So, so is Oliver caught stirring the pot? 
So you know, you let him drag a leash around so you got something to pick up. Hey, 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 be nice little buddy. And then, you know, bring him over to another. But if you could sit down, like, let's say Oliver's on the ground. You remember, sit, sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Uh, and, and so the Oliver's on the ground and maybe you're, the older one is up where good things are happening, you know, as a group. <laughs> yep. And so try to do things like that. But, you know, if he start, you can hear, see that he's starting to get, you know, that ah, 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 you be nice. That's enough now. And so okay. then like, you know, put him in his kennel to breathe and settle down and yep. then move on to something else. You know, just don't keep trying to throw them together. Just t- take it, take baby steps. No. Nope. Okay. So you have reaffirmed for me that I am, I'm pretty much doing it right. Yay. Okay. That's what I, that's, that's, I'm doing all of that. Good for you. Um, and then the sardines, I, I do one a day. Okay. Is that good? Well, how big are sardines? Are you giving them like you know, the canned ones or? They're not the big ones. They're the little ones. Okay. The canned ones? Yes. In the water. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do a couple of, a day is fine. You know, I mean, well, every day? You, every day I give them one for breakfast. Oh, one for, yeah, go ahead. If okay. you want, no and problem. The cat, and the cat, too. Oh, yeah, excellent. Oh, that cat. I bet you thinks okay. he died and went to heaven. <laughs> okay. I think, I, I think I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think no, that, I think you're on top of it. Extra virgin coconut oil for the gut system. That's oh, good. Yeah. And then, oh, and then marking. I'm just keep on them for that, too, with Oliver. He right. hasn't it, marked in my house for three weeks, but. Yep. Um, no, he's just got to see my Gilligan. He's a Yorkie Karen Terrier mix. And yep. he was tied to me or to the kitchen table or in his kennel for almost two years because yep. he came into the system as a marker. And usually, yep. like, if this dog, you get him good at home, but then you take him to a, a, another house, and if you turn yep. him loose right, he'll go mark everything in sight. So they got to yep. stay on the leash for at least an hour when they go over somebody else's house. Yeah, but okay. it, and so I just wanted Gilligan to make sure that, you know, no, I'm not giving you a chance to mark in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I, I control the situation and he is not a marker in the house. Now outside, he'll mark everything that ain't nailed down, but it's just like, and there's times I'm like, you know what, you're done, dog. You know, like if he's out in the agility yard, when we go yeah. for walks, I don't let him, you know, mark unless when I stop and say, okay, go potty. But when he's in the jelly yard running free, then he just, he's got to dribble on everything. And it's just like, whatever, I don't care. But he does not mark in the house, so. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, so you just got to play it by ear. But that, because that market is, you know, it's, you know, Kilroy was here. You know, mine, 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 mine. I know it, I know and, it. And so that's what you do. And see, the more he gets the mark, then he can start grumbling. Like when your older dog walks by it, you know, he can start grumbling more. Like, hey, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think he's going to be tethered in the house for quite some time. Like, how long do you think? Maybe I was thinking three months. It just well, no, just got to play it by the personality. Like I told you, um, uh, Gilligan, uh, when we were in the kitchen, he do he drugged the leash, you know. And then when I was, uh, I he was always within my sight. I never let him out of my yeah. sight because I wasn't going to take a chance that if he once he starts marking, it's it's not good. And you could always use a belly band. The, you know the, those so that he doesn't have a chance to whiz on anything but yeah. you know it's usually when they're upset about something usually around dinner time or so, you know that they they need they feel the need to go mark and whiz on stuff well he did he did mark um maybe two times in my house and but that was during the first three days which i call the detox days yes, when yep. they first come from definitely definitely yeah yep definitely yep. oh but then i'm i've been pretty good okay so all right well, you're going to top of it. I'm proud of you, gal. I'm proud of you. Oh, okay. Okay, keep up. Now, if you got any of the questions, don't hesitate to give me a call here or up at Katie's, okay? Thanks, Katie. You bet. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Okay. There we go.
Okay, let's grab on to the next one. Sounds good. We're going to go to Greg. And Greg has a question about taking his dog for bike rides this uh-huh. summer. Okay. Where to put his dog. Oh, where to put yeah. his dog. All right. Hi, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing great, Katie. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you want to take with you? I've got a 15-pound Bashan. All right. And we want to try and take him for bike rides for the first time. All right. He's five years old. All right. And we're trying to figure out whether we should put him in a basket in the front to handlebars of the bike or whether we should get a trailer and tow him behind. I was at 15 pounds. I would err on the behind. And the reason is, is because um, like my Gilligan, he's 11 pounds. And see, that's a, you know, um, you'd have to have the right size basket, number one. <laughs> you can't be too big yeah. and it can't be too small. So I would say that the pull behind would be better and safer. You can teach the dog to ride in the basket. You got to get a basket, teach him to go in and out of the basket. Then you pick up the basket and move it with your hand. And then eventually you add it to the uh, the cart. Then I would tether him to the handlebar. So in case he tries to jump out, he can't and get hurt. Uh, there's less. Exactly. Th- there's a less things going wrong if he's in a pull behind than if you talk about one of those screen pull behind things like they put kids in, right? But they put dogs in now. Yeah. yeah. yeah and there's yeah. Le- less things going wrong with that. And then also, let's say you come across a dog coming towards you. Now the dog in the basket, you could have you're gonna have some problems, all right? But if the dog is in that kind of the tenton thing being pulled, you're 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 you got more things that are gonna be the other dog can't get to the, your dog. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, because you know, there's so many people that think, "Oh, my dog's friendly," and it's like, "Well, you know, just keep your dog in a leash. I don't have to worry about mine." So that's <laughs> it, because there are so many. I, I, yeah, it's it's really sad, and so that's why I don't trust other people, and that's why when it comes to having control of their dogs and so that's why i try to control my dogs i mean almost to the almost probably being a helicopter mom that i think of what's the worst scenario that can happen and then how do i guard from that <laughs> and so that's what like i said i'd rather have them in a pole behind tent thing and then plus you can add to your pack you know if you have one dog you only one dog could fit in that basket right but if you get the pole right. behind thing all of a sudden you can add to your family and everybody can go for the bike ride Oh, that's something to think about, too. There you go. Adopt another one. You got it. And everybody <laughs> can be happy and go for a fun ride. There you go. Well, thanks, Katie. You bet. You have a great day. Thanks for the call. You too. Bye-bye. Bye everybody can go for a ride. That is so fun. I just love that. Okay, let's be, we'll be back. All righty, then. Thank you for tuning me in. We're winding down. And remember, you can uh, go to my Katie K9 show page. You can check out my Facebook. I'm always posting funny things about animals and then uh, things you need to know. And then, you know, earlier I mentioned about, you know, putting water and rehydrating your dry food for your dogs and cats. That's uh, a lot healthier for their gut digestive system uh, instead of drinking. Because most dogs and cats, the cats lick their food and swallow it. But they don't really chew it. And then the cat, the um the dogs, they literally just inhale it. And then what happens is it rehydrates in their gut. And so then that's where bloat and there's so many digestive disorders that can come. So that's why. And dogs eat according to smellability, not patability. If it smells cool, they're on it. And by rehydrating, it smells better to them. And so that's what I, you know, the best thing you can do. All right. Who's up? Okay. We're going to talk to Nora. And Nora has a question about a cat not eating soft food. All right. Hi, Nora. How you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you? Good, good. How old's a cat? He's about three years old. All right. And, and then when you say when soft said, food, are you saying canned food? Or are you rehydrate? Yeah. Your- okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, she's about three. And for the first, oh, good, 
couple of years, she just adored uh, your soft food, canned food. Mm-hmm. And um, then she got the, uh, the feline acne situation on her chin. Mm-hmm. And um, the vet seems to think it's because she wasn't cleaning the, the, uh, the kibbles off of the chin, and that's what was creating all this. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I guess what I'm getting at is that she won't eat. I don't care what kind you give her. You could give her fresh sardines. You can give her a Royal Canaan. You can give her, um, I've tried everything, science, diet, soft foods, and she won't have anything to do with it at all. Okay, as far, but she did eat it before. Yeah. Okay, so then what are you giving her? You're giving her dry food now? That's all she'll eat. Okay, yeah, you, she, you got a carb-addicted cat is what you got. All right, and so it's like us being ad- addicted to potato chips. You just can't eat one, um, and so yeah. So what you're going to do is get some. You know, the better canned grain-free foods is what you want. Like Nutrisource has got the uh, the seven with the, that are ch- do not have chicken in it because unfortunately all cat products have chicken, and then a lot of cats get uh, chicken aversion. You know, allergies. And so sure. anyway, so that's why. And then what you do then is that you got to reacclimate it to the canned. You take like a, a you know a teaspoon of the canned, and then you mix it with hot water. And so you got a little bit of a gravy, and then take a little bit of the dry and mix it. And so then mm-hmm. what happens? Pretty soon the gravy gets thicker, thicker, and the dry becomes less and less. And you can switch her over. It may. It took me one cat uh, a month and a half to rotate them yeah. over to to canned food because cats don't take mm-hmm. change easy. Dogs are just like mm-hmm. give it to me. I'll eat it. <laughs> Whereas yeah. cats are more finicky, and so that's why you got to do change, especially if you haven't changed the formula. If you're always staying with the same formula, a lot right. of times that that will screw up a cat. Whereas they don't take change well. And see, all my mm-hmm. cats. I mean, this week they're getting this, next week they're getting that. You know, they're they're used to change in their diet. Uh, but you know, like I said, it doesn't come naturally. You've got to, you know. You, you uh, work with that. And so that's why by taking like a teaspoon of, of the canned and then um, mix it with hot water and then mix it with the dry. And so you just give uh-huh. it little proportions. And then, uh-huh. uh, like I said, then pretty soon, maybe in three, four days, you know, just go slow and just see. Because a lot of cats love to lick the gravy off of, thi- off well, of things. That's her, that's her deal, Katie. She, you know, I even went to that extra gravy stuff, yep. you know, canned food. And she wouldn't even lick the gravy off. Yep. I no. thought, well, this cat's crazy. Yeah, but no, just mix it with yeah, just mix it with the dry. And then what dry are you feeding? Um, let's see, science diet. Yeah, let's get off of that. Do you hear about the big recall of science diet? No. Yeah, at least forty of uh, of their products have been recalled. I don't trust that company. Yeah. So when you find a new food, go to Nutrisource has got great canned foods or dry foods and the Pure Uh Vita, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A, Pure Vita. If you're a computer person, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. N-U-T-R-I sourcepetfoods.com and and look up all their cat stuff. It's it's awesome what they've got for cats. But I would rotate out of what you're in now and get her onto Mm -hmm. something else. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's huge. And then work on, get her off of the dry that you're on, get her off of there, 
and then mm-hmm. um, then once you got her on to the another dry, then we're going to work with getting her off the dry, okay? As far oh, okay. as adding yeah, a little bit of gravy thing. and such like that. So one baby step at a time, but cats take change slowly, and so you just yeah. have to, like I say, with my Bubba, it took me a month and a half, but I got him over to that grain-free canned food, and then he lost, he, when he came to me, he was 38 pounds, and when I, and I got him, it took me a year, a little over a year to get him down to 17 pounds. So that was, and he, then he could, I remember the first day that Bubba ran, I just looked, I'm like, he ran, you know, cause he was so Isn't fat. All he did, yeah, he, 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 he was so fat. All he could do is waddle and there was no oh. ground clearance. His belly was literally dragging on the ground. And I, I was at a, I was at a vet with another cat, and this cat came in to be put down because he wasn't using the litter box. Well, hello, he hello. can't move. And so my daughter oh. saw him, and so then um, I said, yeah, I'll take him. And so he had to call the owners and say, there's a gal here that wants to take your cat. Is that okay? Yeah. Because he, he was supposed to put him down. And so that's what he did. Hello. He got the owners to okay that I could have him. And oh so, yeah, so I had Bubba, yeah, Bubba was uh, two, you had to pick him up with two hands, you picked him up like a forklift, and he didn't fit yeah. on your lap, you know, you had, it. yeah, it's the goofiest thing, but I got him down to 17 pounds, he was 38 well, pounds when I got him, so, but. Well, that's why I'm calling you, because I have every faith in you. Well, thank baby. you, thank you, but just take, just take your time, baby steps, but get him off that, get him off that, uh, that food, because science died in case any of you, got, if you go to my Facebook page, Katie Canine. Uh, yeah. If you're on Facebook, you know, it's public, so you don't have to, you know, friend me or anything. You can just, you know, like me and then read my article. I just posted the the last recall for the lot numbers and such for Science Diet. But the big thing oh. is, is that I just don't, try, because I told him at the very beginning, when two weeks ago when it first came out, I said, there's going to be more. Don't even just get off of it all totally and get onto a oh, really good food. And the neat thing about Nutrisource and the Pure Vital line is that they've never had a recall. In 50 years of making dog food, they've never had a recall. And so that's oh, a trusted please. company and they have high quality ingredients. So you can get it at like Chuck and Don's or any of your local pet food. Not the big stores, not the Petco or Pet Smarts or anything like that. It's only the mom and pop shops that carry it. Yeah, I love that idea. Okay. And I just one more question. Sure. Um, do you have any faith in this hairball? No, Treatment, there is uh, no, stuff. no. And if you can get into, because all it is is petroleum, it's like you do, you, you feeding your cat Vaseline. All right. Oh. And so the thing is, is don't, yeah, don't, or, you know, the cat food that says hairball or the petroleum product, you know, that's in a tube that you're supposed to give to the cat. Don't right. do that. By getting them on that grain free canned food, you won't have to worry mm-hmm. about that anymore. You'll be all done because now, okay. like I said, that's, that's the main thing, but you know, the hairball it, food, and then the hairball, like out of a tube, that stuff is like petroleum products. And then, yeah, no, it, it's just better to get the cats. If cats are throwing up or if they're hacking, yeah. you know, like a lot, that you get them yeah. off of the dry food and onto the grain-free can, and you won't have that anymore. They'll be all, it, it maybe once a, a month or once every three months, but that's about it. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, kid. Thanks so much. You bet. Have a grand day, and thanks for the call. Okay, honey. Bye bye. There we go. Uh, yeah, that the, you know they they come out with all these specialty feeds, and the thing is, is that if you understand the cats, you know cats are desert animals, folks. They came from Africa, so what happens is that they they're meant to get the moisture out of what they eat, and it's amazing that the cats have even survived on the dry food. 
And I think some of it has just got to be good genetics on, on some cat's part. But so that's why they need more. They need moist. They need water because they're used to getting the water and the moisture from what they eat. And that's why the grain-free canned foods or feed them some raw food or raw duck necks or raw turkey necks or chicken hearts and things like that. That would be awesome for the cats. Some cats will look at that if they, they it's like a stranger. What is this? Because they're not used to it. Unlike a dog would just wolf it down like right now. <laughs> but so that's why, like I said, the more you can, you know, get variety into your cat's diet, the healthier they are. And then the more moisture as far as, you know, get them off that dry food or add water to it and then let it rehydrate. Just like we were talking how to rehydrate the dog's food for a better digestion. You do it. But like I said, cats take change hard. So some of them may not be, you know, like, well, what are you doing with my food? And, and then that's why when you free feed, a lot of people leave cat foods out all, all cat food out all the time. And remember, air is the biggest uh, uh, enemy of dry food. The minute you open that bag, air is getting to it, and it's going stale, and it's going rancid. And that's why whatever you buy should be fed out within two weeks. And you need, remember, don't store your dry food in, don't pour it into plastic. You can pour it into plastic, porcelain, metal, but do not pour it into plastic because plastic is a, a, a porous and so, like, when you draw, put the food in there, that's, it, the reason why it's shiny is because it's got fat on the outside. And then that pores grabs the fat. The next bag that goes in there, it releases rancidity. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, if you got any questions for me, give me a holler up at Katie's K9. Go to mytalk1071.com and uh, get the podcast. And, Carly, once again, another great week. And thank you all for listening. Dishing Up Nutrition is coming up next. So you think my show is great? They are a great show, too. We'll see you next week. And Dr. Jessica Levy will be here. Take care. Don't hide your dogs. Train them.